This is CliffCentral.com. Have, have a coughing fit there, uh, Martin. <laughs> it's um, it's Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Hey, it's Friday the thirteenth. It's like quite, and it's during October. It's all Halloweeny. This is yeah. called the Just Now Comedy Podcast. That's what you're listening to on Cliff Central. Is it cliffcentral.com? Download our, download the app and get it get it for you. So if you're bored and, and you have no reception anywhere, you can store some of our podcasts on there. We talk to comedians about the comedy industry. We talk to normal people about comedy. We find people all over the world and we talk to them about what's happening in their comedy land. So with us now, we actually have a requested guest. One of our fans, which we have three, has said, when are you getting Martin Jonas? I don't know what his accent three is. Three fans. We have three fans. One guy <laughs> said, he keeps giving us tips on who to get. So he, his one tip was to get Deep Fried Man. Okay. So he said, when are you getting Deep Fried Man? I'm like, well, we'll get him next week. <laughs> That's how connected I am. Yeah. And then I've been asking you to come do this for quite a while. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Tell you. And uh, here I am, finally, yeah. Thanks, Martin Jonas. Yes, Martin thank Jonas. you, Dave Levinson. We won't ask questions. What, what is nice about this is after an hour, you're going to go, can we do this again? <laughs> okay. Most guys have just enjoyed it way too much. And All we right. don't have, I, don't, I, don't, I run out of questions <laughs> at about five, in about five minutes, I run out of questions. Okay. Then we're just going to talk. <laughs> okay. so try to keep it serious. Martin Jonas, where are you from? Who are you? Uh, uh, <laughs> where were you born? I was born in Funabale Park, but I uh, don't know anything about that because uh, then uh, when I was about three and a half, four, I moved to uh, Potchefstroom. My parents were still in... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can see no, no, you. we moved to Poch and then Poch... Uh, Did you go to school there? Uh, not at first. You told me uh, one day that Alex J went to your school or something. Yeah, that was Poch Boys High. <laughs> okay. That was the, the prodigal son returning to Poch. <laughs> Uh, primary school, I was in a place called Noitgedacht. Oh, fuck. Uh, that's, uh, Bruderstrom. Noitgedacht means, for the people that don't speak Afrikaans, means never thought of. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's that town where they said, do we get any funding? And they were like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> we want to build a fountain and some statues. Yeah. Nah. So uh, Noitgedacht, is it here? Is it, where, is it, it there? It's, it's on the way to Lanseria. Uh, it's, a, it's a farm school. I don't know how farm it uh, still is. So you but, were like uh, a, a farm school kid. Your parents went, hey, we don't, boarding school? Uh, no, I didn't, never did boarding school, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, my, my dad, uh, had a, a dairy farm, even though he was also an accountant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we he never was, wore shoes. Diversifying. To yeah, diversifying. You never wore su- shoes primary school, obviously. Never, never. Winter, so summer. And then after, it was an African school or not? No, it was dual medium. But you're English. You're English. Yeah, well, it, my schooling is English. And, and then you, you English sometimes switch into, into Tona. Yeah, it's a Zwana. That's where I learned Zwana, actually. And it was Noitgedacht. Yeah. It's a big Zwana. Swanese. Uh, Swanese what's the, where are people from Zwana from? Botswana. Botswana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on the Swanese. podcast purely to learn about, about our cultures. So yeah. the, then the, who were those? Your buddies or that the people? Yeah. The, so from the, Azalati, this, this yeah. language was in your in Farm you. kids. Yeah, I actually lost it when I you know, when, went to school. Uh, oh. But... Uh, my friends Makabe and Bankies and Bankies. Rap, Rapule. Did Bankies have big lips? <laughs> what a question. No, no, I'm not not a racial no, not question. Really. Not really. Because we had a guy called Puna. Oh, yeah. He had a very round head. Like okay. a pampun. Oh, okay. And he, was, he had a small little head. Uh, this is before Zika virus. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> he was, I, was, I was born in Springs. Oh, yes. And yes. the crazy thing is I, I'm doing this podcast now, but I've just been to a funeral. Oh, and yeah. And I went back to Springs. 
This is why I'm talking about where you're from because it was difficult. I haven't been back for 40, for 40 years. Wow. And I kind okay. of went around my neighborhood, went past my house, and nothing's changed. Like trees are taller. Mm. But the, the, there's still, I think my name in the cement there, when my sister and I were born, the, the wall's the same. It's a prefab house made of asbestos. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't cool to go back. Yeah, yeah. In, in that sense. I, I don't think people should go back to where you were born. No. I think it's cool if you, if you still live there, if you've got family or something, it's cool. But yeah, if you've been there all the time and you've adapted to the change, then it's okay. But uh, yes. you never go so, and back. And there yeah. were people that stayed, and I think it's cool that they did because they, they got over <clears> that hump of, oh, you never left the town. And now they're like, you know what? We <clears> drive to Joburg. We go to movies. We go to Sanson City. And we own a factory here that was, yeah. you know, and they, they've got a good life there with kids and everything. But this was a, mm. a lacquer old top. His name was Derek Moulton. Um, mm. I grew up with, he was basically my dad too. Okay. And died, I suppose, young, 75, but, um, like never, you never find a nicer man. Mm. He's a Christian dude, but foster children, um, helping his, his kid with his stuff, helping other kids, just a nice, upstanding gentleman. And I kind of went like, damn, yeah. I'm not doing well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what you re- retrospective sit at the, at the funeral going, damn, I, I've done nothing. Mm. <laughs> Will you MC my funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, when I spoke about Alex J, anyone famous from, so in high school then in Poch? Yes. Okay. But Alex J was, uh, uh, he was expelled from Poch Boys. Really? Yeah, he burnt down the school hall. By mistake though? Um, by mistake, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who broke down the walls of Jericho? Do you know that joke? Uh, some kid, Gets asked in Bible study, yeah. who broke down the walls of Jericho? And the kid stands up and says, Miss, it wasn't me. Oh, yeah. So then the, the, the kid sits down and the, and the teacher goes to the principal and says, I asked the kid <sighs> who broke down the walls of Jericho and he said it wasn't me. And I feel that's a little bit weird for, as a religious teacher. Like, And the principal said, look, he's a good kid. I'm sure he wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> so then she says, okay, that's a bit weird. So she phones the inspector yeah. and who's an Indian guy. Hmm. And he comes to the school and it's a mess now because she says, she phones the parents. The parents are sitting there. The parents are going, he's a really good kid. I don't think he would do anything like that. He would tell us if he broke down the walls of Jericho. And the principal's like, please don't make this a thing. He didn't, I, we got footage. He hasn't been seen. I don't know where these things are, but he didn't break them. <laughs> and the inspector and he says, hey, I tell you what, man, let's get us three quotes, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. Okay. So Alex J, was, we're going to have him on here because okay. um, he's kind of semi-retired, and I mm. want to. And his comedy background mm. is 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 vast because he's the first radio mm. doc yeah, that yeah. played comedy. And you, he played you a lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, huh. and that was and kind of frowned upon because we obviously you'd have to edit out swearing or something. Mm. But he he played a lot of comedy, South yeah. African comedy. He would go to Hurricanes, ask for the recordings, and say, "Can I play them in the next?" Yeah, day? yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, he did a lot. Uh, there's one thing that I did. Uh, it was a once-off uh, rave thing that I did with that old, uh, when I was a little boy in Portugal. My <laughs> papa made the manage with the vegetable. And, and he recorded it. He, he took the recording and actually he, he uh, made a whole song out of it. You know, he looped things. He looped and, mix. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it sounded really good when he played it on radio. You have you got that? Can we find it? I don't have it, no. the Google machine find it? I have asked him, but uh, whew, that was many years ago. Uh, he he couldn't trace it. He said he'll give me a buzz when uh, when he finds no, it. No, you know what? It's on an SABC, those reel-to-reel big machine down in the bottom in the dungeon there. Did you Have you ever been there? Like no, after I've the, heard about it. They've got this radio stations that you've never heard of that want to do a comedy thing. So then there's three comedians. You meet downstairs. Then you start walking, hey? Yeah. And it's just... You'll never get out of there unless someone comes with you. Yeah. The, and then it ends up in a room like this. 
Yeah. And it's it's a massive radio station with millions of listeners. And there's just two of you and a producer. Yeah. And then she asks you about comedy, asks you all the questions they ask you, tell us a joke, all that bullshit. Yeah. And then you leave. Yeah. And there you were. That was your, you were on Mflobo Wunene FM or whatever. I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, the SABC reminds me of the inside of a pyramid. You know, you can you can yeah. really get People lost. People die there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, okay, it is like that. Yeah. But this is not because we're supposed to be on the cutting edge of technology. So mm. this guy wanted you on the show. So we're going to say to to him, Martin Jones is on the show. He's here with us now. Yes. And then so I'm, well, the reason I ask about school is because we all start off as class clowns. Yeah, yeah. So you must have. I uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pranks and things, and uh, yeah, I suppose I've always been and I actually performed. Uh, Believe it or not, I did a Bill Cosby routine. Just you said performed. Because <laughs> you performed oral sex. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and also Bill Cosby. Yeah, At those days, it was unknown that he was drugging people and having sex with them. Yeah. So you, you, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the right age. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone made a joke like that. It was Martin Evans. We oh, had yeah. him on last week. Oh, yeah. And he said... Um, at the comedy club in Cape Town, they had a pizza called the – they have pizzas. Yes. Uh, Chris, Richard Pryor, Chris Rock. And he the doesn't really – they should have a South African pizza there, like a uh, like a fucking someone who – Yeah. And Leon Schuster. Yeah. And then he, the Bill Cosby was taken off the menu. Okay. No one complained about it now. Uh-huh. But in 25 years' time, they're going to say, I had that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and no one laughed. No one understands that you've got to watch okay. the news to enjoy comedy. Yeah. So you did a, you did a thing was it like a mondeling of what Yeah, it? Uh, it was a variety show. At then the school to raise funds or whatever for my trick dance. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the first time I ever performed. And then I left it for years. But uh, did you feel a vibe? You felt that you got the attention. Sure. There was something there you could do the even though you were doing a Bill Cosby routine, yeah, yeah. that you were still hitting the marks exactly Absolutely, the yeah. timing. Because that timing's natural. Yeah, yeah. Um Trevor Noah did a speech at his going away matric thing at, at Sandringham. Mm. And the same thing, I met a teacher that said that when that guy got up there, no matter who teachers would, would go up and the kids would giggle and talk and whatever, when he went up there, spellbound, everyone was like, tell us yeah, thing. Yeah. And he ripped off a few of the teachers that did impersonations. Okay. And there he is, 17, at your final, you know, your final matric speech thing that you do. Still, yeah. still got it, still natural, doing mm, his mm, thing. Mm. But um, I, I think yeah, drama is a big thing for us comedians, but we can't do it because we want to laugh. Mm. So you, you end up being in the school play, but they chuck you out eventually. <laughs> yeah, and you true. burn down the school hall. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, and then, so you leave. Pot, then there's not much comedy happening. When was that? Eighties in the eighties. How old uh, you? Late late eighties. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to Potch University in ninety one. Uh, and and no comedy from that. So you do the Cosby thing at school and go. I'm out of this. Uh, no. Well, I, I I tried it again at Varsity. But it was always just, you know, something that, that I did for fun. The first time I ever did it f- for any remuneration. Um, remuneration means money. I'm just because Dylan Oliphant listens to this. Okay. <laughs> no, man. Um, and it was, was uh, the Punchline Pub uh, at, the, at the Civic Theater. It was like a small piano bar. That's where John Vlismus and Sean Griggs and Alan Adams also started when they came out from Durban. Although, it just sounds like a lack of place. I want to go. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's there anymore. But someone should get that. That's too good. Yeah. Punchline Pub. It was great. You know who performed there? Uh-uh. Graham Norton. No way. Yeah. When Virgin Atlantic uh, launched uh, their route to South Africa, Graham Norton was there to, to do pro- – To the MC to and promote. did stand-up. 
Yeah, and will, he, will. he heard. He asked around, and uh, where's the uh, where's the comedy club in Joburg? And that was the only place. You know that and alone he, for a young comic starting out now, and they say to me, "Yeah, I can't get stage time." I'm like, "Well, think about this: the only place in Joburg that Graham Norton could find yeah. that was comedy it was, based, it that was isn't a, a theatre, it's not the Alhambra, it's not the market yeah. where people could sit and have a drink and smoke or whatever, and yeah. have that comedy club vibe." Yeah, is the punchline pub was, somewhere? Where is it? Where was it, it was. It was at the Civic Theatre inside there. inside the Civic Theatre. It oh was. God. It was about. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, you now where the Civic Theatre is. <laughs> it's in Bramfontein. Yeah. Okay. Good. And See, it was tiny. Some... It was tiny. It was probably about a forty seater. It was slightly bigger than the studio. And and that, that night when you got paid, it was a gig. They said we need no, some funny I, guys. I didn't get paid the first time. They yeah. had open mic every time. Jeez. And uh, the winner got a, a double Valentine's and a mix of his choice. <laughs> See, the problem is they say you comedians are all alcoholics and yeah, drug addicts and started. depressed. But they, you get paid. <laughs> like that's the dope system. Yeah, for totally. for, for for young white guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then I, I did uh, my thing, and they said, okay, if you can do... Uh, it was uh, Leon van Heerden. He was there. It sounds like he's been on TV. He has been on TV and radio and uh, all so over. So was he running it? He w- he was kind of, yeah, the, the doing the lineup. So you, did you know, John, as friends, though, they came out from Durban, did you meet no, him as, really. as comedians? No, I saw him perform and obviously met him, but oh. we didn't really become friends then. Okay. I was just blown away by what was he? What was he just doing. straight away? He was just on target. He was there. Ah, he, he, had was, the, he had the goods. If you ask me, he was funnier then than okay. he is now. He had, was he on substances? He had, probably. <laughs> uh, he had long, long hair. He had a long beard. And uh, he did amazing physical comedy. Okay. It was really exceptional. I think when you're at university, you have no... Shelter, no filter, mm. no net, mm. and you just go for it because you, you really don't know what you're doing. You think you do, and that gives you that freedom to do the comedy that I'm going to do this now. And yeah. I sometimes on stage and I think, actually, can I do this joke? And mm. I talk myself out of it. Yeah. And you should go back to those days where you just did it. Fearless. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, well, Jones is fearless now. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him. I've, really? I did a, we did a thing. Next door to each other the, uh, for two different companies, and I went round to his every now and then to check out his was going, and he popped me to see if mine was going okay. And mine was strict. You will no swearing. Don't uh, mention anyone that's if someone looks Muslim or looks Christian or looks anything. Just look away. Yeah. I had strict instructions for my one. Then I went across to his and was like, "Ah, how you fucking fucking? The, ah, I can't do that. This like this is like a thing in a fucking thing thing." And I was like, "Damn, man, you got a much better brief than me." He says, "No, he was briefed exactly the same." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Sean a, Griggs is a name a lot of people wouldn't know, like the, yeah. especially on on this the new crop. They wouldn't mm, know. Yeah, how how, how um influential. What is it was. advanced? Like just and took advanced, comedy yeah. seriously. When we need to make an industry. We need to get us at um, those things. A, a, yeah. a gig. People need to be able to travel on a circuit. Mm. Once you've got a circuit, then you take one guy and he pops out and you give him a TV show. We True. must start writing things. Pushed everyone to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I only saw him once at the, at the very first comedy festival that Sam Hendricks produced. Oh, okay. It was called the Moscow Mule, which then became Smirnoff Spin. Smirnoff Mule, yeah. Smirnoff Mule. Um, I remember you were doing uh, Agony Bomb and Dave. <laughs> Upstairs in the, yeah. in the no Dan- one room. Danger Zone. <laughs> That's where Martin Davis also did his thing. That's it. Yeah. And he's done that same set since that day. <laughs> no, he's got new stuff. Now. Has he? He's got Afrikaans in his set now. <laughs> no, he's, he's yeah. taken a few jokes from other comics. Uh, and so then that's when? What year is this? 98, that, that, 96. That was 97. Jeepers. Yeah. Yeah, that was mid-97. Mid and then uh, 
yeah, Joe Park uh, saw me at uh, Hysterics because then I was the new boy. These Oaks would oh. come back, Sean Griggs. And, and they would give the information. Yeah. Well, no, what I want to say is they'd, they'd come back from Grahamstown because Sean used to do the Durban Poison uh, Comedy Festival, a uh, comedy show, a uh, road show. And uh, they'd come back from Grahamstown, uh, Sean, uh, John, Alan, and Patrick Kenny. Oh, I've seen the post in Joe's office. Yeah, and they'd come, and then they'd, what they'd do is when they leave Grahamstown, they go to St- Standard Bank and draw their money, cash. And then they'd come to, back to Joburg and pack it out on the table <laughs> at hysterics. This is what you made at Grahamstown. So that they could split it. And it was like 60 grand on the table <laughs> after the funny. doors had closed. And they were splitting their cash, you know, like... <laughs> Real kind of no, g- g- gangster, gangster stuff. Uh, yeah. Now you get 60 grand for a corporate. Yeah. Well, not me. David teed. Cow does. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, what, a guy, now it's corporate season for us, I suppose, being yeah. Friday the 13th. Guys are phoning and I'm still shocked at the quietness on the other side of the line when you tell them your fee. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they've been told, ah, oh, these guys charge X, Y, Z. And then when you say the fee, they're like, yo, that's a little bit, uh, Mm. Like, can I phone you back? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, they're, they're, I don't know what they thought you were going to do. Yeah. If they'd phoned you in January, mm. you would have done it for three grand. Yeah. <laughs> but not now when there's, there's yeah, yeah, gigs coming in. Yeah, proper. Yeah. How, how, we'll talk about that later. So you, you're doing <coughs> 97, 96. You, you guys are, you guys mm. are the, the, the bomb that went off in comedy. Yeah, yeah. It definitely time, was. Yeah. Because before you, the mm. people quote built on pot trust. Yeah, yeah. So then there's this massive gap. Mm. Of theatre comedians, mm, mm. so to be Mark Banks, Barry Hilton, mm. Joe, Joe Parker, yeah, yeah Joe, was, Joe was he was doing the market theatre and he was at the at the yeah, he was, Baxter and he was filling up those little theatres. He was yeah. with, with four hundred people doing three or f- three months. Mm. Well, those, he, and he, then those places. He picked me up in at the end of ninety seven and uh, we went on a tour. Uh, we did. Uh, we did Durban, we did Port Shepston, we did Cape Town. Were you uh, nervous in those days? Because you course, had, you had a, like every young comedian's got that five minutes that they have to stretch yeah. to 20. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. And every time I'd come off and just say, Joe, what did I do wrong? You know, <laughs> what did I, and then he, he literally. So that's a good mentor. He was, yeah. 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 Okay. He, well, he still is, but. Uh, I do, you know what, a lot of the so young comics, guys. I tell them, phone. Phone a guy that you appreciate, not not because you look up to him or anything else, but for business stuff, mm. and not not just general comedy. Yeah, because yeah. you might phone someone that's kind of out of touch with what's happening, but get your business stuff right, man. Get yeah. a mentor that's mm. done it. Um, someone like Mel Miller, mm. maybe he's not the most successful guy, but surely he's got a story to tell you of how not mm. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mel's Mel's doing all right these days. Yeah, Mel had some. Still. Mel had some uh, issues with, with physical mm, health. Health, yeah. And then I saw him recently, and he's back on stage, boo, hungry, mm. wants gigs. Where can we get gigs? Who's mm. doing gigs? Mm. <laughs> and you, how's your health? Good, I suppose. Because people do ask me, they say, how's, how's Martin Jonas? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then that's when, that's when we started chatting at the, at the gig we were at. Where uh, was it? Sunday. Oh. The uh, park acoustics. The park acoustics, yeah. <laughs> Where the guy's girlfriend, he was supposed to do five minutes as an open mic. Yeah. And then uh, she was in an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. And then, yeah, did, it, we did that. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, but that was good. It was a weird gig because it starts off with a lot of people not knowing what it is. Mm. They kind of come there and they're just coming down from whatever substances they've taken. Yeah. So it's like a come down room. Yeah. And then we start doing kind of thought-provoking comedy. comedy yeah. And they go, mm-mm. 
Um, we just got back from the Clarence Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. And I do highly recommend it to you if, mm. if you get hold of Rabin. Oh, okay. You must. Rabin Hardut. Rabin Hardut. He didn't, and the marketing wasn't on, on track, but what a lucky place. Mm. What a fucking nice place. Does it pay your petrol to Clarence? Pays your petrol, you get your gigs, you're not going to get, it's two days. So it's not like okay. a Grahamstown Festival jewel, but when it becomes bigger, if a bank gets hold of it or if like a media partner gets hold of it, the town is better than Grahamstown, the weather's better. Mm. The views better. The, the places are are geared up for because it's a tourist place, so they're geared up for where to stay. Whereas Grahamstown in these places, mm. Grahamstown seems like the weirdest place in the world for a festival. Yeah, it is, eh? and it's kind of brought the town through its hard times. Mm. I've been there out of season. It's a completely it's, different place. Yeah, yeah. But Clarence has got hotels and people and and little shops, and they've got no major brands. There's not a Steers. There's not a Wimpy. There's no Woolworths. Mm. It's everyone little shop for themselves, and it's made on a town square like that old Simon van der Stel vibes. Oh, yeah. Main Can road I, in, town square, main road out. Kind of cowboy vibe. Fully cowboy vibe. And we, we were cowboying it in the in the fields there. Oh, <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I won't say who it was, but Jason Goliath brought some, some heavy skunk with. <laughs> Never spoken so much shit. And, no, and then said, was that, was that because of the stuff? They're like, yeah, that's uh, an hour's worth of good good entertainment. Yeah. And then, and then so, okay, so are you, do you, do you, when you said you're doing well now, you got your shit. Well, not well. I've been, you know, it's been better, but I've got, I've got stuff lined up. Doing clicks conference. You're doing something tomorrow night or whenever it is tonight. Yeah, which is which is not tonight, which is last week. Yeah, (laughs) you're doing something for the Rottweiler Society. People don't understand, eh? They go, "Yeah, you're a rock and roll comedian." Like, I am doing the Rottweiler Society. (laughs) Is it just a fundraiser? Yeah, it's a fundraiser. Friday. Uh, today, yes. <laughs> What's supposed to be today? Oh. Um, doing the Premier Hotel, mostly. That's in, that's, in, that's by the airport. No, that's yeah, that's uh, that's the one at the airport there. Oh, okay, this is the one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a franchise, Dave. It's a franchise, Dave. Uh, this is uh, diagonally across from the Union Building, so the vibe is very uh, uh, different. It's uh, international, like uh, Africa, okay. uh, Zambia. Is that the lady that spoke to you at? at Park acoustics? No, no, okay. no, because no, no. that's that's the other thing I, I tell comedians: like, stick around, stay sober, yeah. talk to some people afterwards. They yeah. might annoy you a little bit for a photo or a selfie or fucking something, but yeah. someone's gonna come to you and say, "I really like your stuff. How much do you charge? Can you come and do my sister's bar mitzvah?" I don't know if they, if they <laughs> have, have you done those. a bar mitzvah. I have a Jewish surname, but I'm not Jewish. Have you done? I've done, yeah, one. As a prop, as a comedian. Yeah, as a comedian. You didn't have to do any was, Jewish things. No, uh, it was down in Cape Town, uh, in Cl- in Clifton. Okay. Uh, it was, you know, one of those Clifton Proper. houses. Yeah. 
And, and you uh, got you got had, a corporate fee. Yeah, I got full corporate fee, string quartet playing in the you know. And it's Oaks. What is he turning? Thirteen. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, is it thirteen? Yeah. 12, 13. But then it's you know I played for all the people that were invited. And you did this a long time ago. No, no. A long time ago. Was it? Oh, oh. And then tell me, tell, we're supposed to you see we're supposed to have you doing comedy and impersonations. That's your thing. Oh, really? Do you? I mean, did you get into it by mistake, or did you discover that I can make? I, I can't do Narmark. I can't mention Narmark. That's actually how it really started. Because uh, when I was working at the at the spur, yeah. uh, before I, <laughs> a lot of comedian stories start like that. <laughs> before I did uh, Punchline Pub, I'd uh, I'd record uh, politicians mostly that I did that that time, and play it to to my mates working at the spur just to hear what they think about it. Played on on a, on a on TDK, a yeah, TDK, TDK ninety set, <laughs> yeah, you know, with headphones, and uh, the response was good. So much so that I thought. You know, and they kept encouraging me. Oh. They said, you know, you should really go and find out where you can do this, you know. And uh, so then I knew that, uh, you know, it was good enough. Uh, and that's how it started, the, the impressions. People don't realize, like, this industry isn't – there's not a one path that starts it. Mm. But it is an art form. Yeah, Something yeah. – when they, when you played that tape, those 10 or 20 waiters, <clears throat> they looked at you and said, we can't do that. Yeah. The thing that you're doing is is a is a is an art piece. Yeah, for sure. And then to take it to that next step, mm. you need those those people to encourage you. Mm. I didn't know about comedy, and I and I speak to young comics when they're trying to do these open mic sets and things. I said, just keep doing it because yeah. you're doing something that not everyone can do. Yes. yes. Um, if you cuck at it, then just keep doing it because it makes us look good. But <laughs> no, no one's it's a, those people that encourage you are very few. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's more people that you get off stage telling you, you know, that was cuck. Why are you doing this? Especially in the industry, I've got people at the gig going, "Oh, so you? This is a person who's booked you. You're the comedian. You better be funny." Yeah. Then I look at her and I think, "Well, why did you book me then?" Yeah, yeah. Was Riyadh not available? (laughs) Why are you telling me I better be funny? Yeah, yeah. No, man. I get that. And it's it's the haters. Yeah, you say so. The haters are in the industry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Once it became a money thing. Mm. Then the haters came. Mm. But the ones that support you, are you friends with comics? Still friends with Alan? Yeah, but more at a distance, you okay. know, because we, we're so established in our different. Like in Alan's case, he's he's a writer. He's writing as well, yeah. Yeah. So, when so who do you, to, when people say like, who do you hang with? Have you got a, a list of people you'd invite uh, to Bry? I hang out with David Levinson at the Cliff uh, <laughs> Central Studios. Thanks, man. I've always wondered where you were. I'm um, just chilling in the back there, and then and then and then life life decisions. Have yeah. you? I mean, we talk about. We can talk about this here. No one gives a fuck. But um, <laughs> if I could give comedians but this advice, will be it's fully recorded. <laughs> um, so if she if she is listening, like houses and money and cars and shit, oh, you're gonna you've been that. through some shit. Yeah, but, but what would yeah. you tell a young a young comic? Because here's the deal: if yeah. if a young guy, Las Gola, is yeah. making forty grand at a corporate uh-huh. and he's twenty three, yeah, you kind of want to say to him, think about it, yeah. or do you go go Joel? Go, go, go to buy some substances. Go have a fucking draw with it because you're going to live your life. You're going to have a lack of story to tell. Yeah. So you're caught between the two of going, ooh, you need mm. to get a bond, man. Yeah. And get some fucking payments. Get a life insurance policy. Self, get some shit. Self imprisonment. <laughs> the, the, the only time I ever met your, um, your, your loved one was yeah. at a gig with Rabin Harduth. Yeah. In Pretoria. And I'm from Cape Town. Oh, and okay. I was told that Joburg's like the, Paved with gold comedy, <laughs> so I arrive here. So obviously I do hurricanes. Oh yeah, down my ass because there's a completely different vibe between Cape Town and Joburg. Mm. And then he, and then I get in the car and then we drive to somewhere in, in Centurion, mm. and we did a club there and the lights went out. Oh, okay, you were there. 
Okay. <laughs> That's happened a lot. So can't remember. And Rabin was there, so he lights some candles and makes a little stage. Okay. And we did the show. He hosted. All right. And I did some stuff. And then, and then I was getting heckled by someone the whole night. Mm. And, but not bad heckles. Oh, was it my Smart heckles. Yeah. yeah, but from the back. She kind of knew too much. She was, it was heckling oh, yeah. good heckles, but, but a little bit too much. And then the, oh, yeah. the security guard carried her out. Oh. And you arrived and it was your chick. And you didn't know because she's there before you. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. So there was a chick here. She was heckling everyone and the security guard chucked her out. And you were like, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I just had to deal with that now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like her, but uh, she's changed a lot apparently. No, I'm sure. Um, that was 1998, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah, it was 2000. Yeah, whenever Rabin did his, his big brother yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> so any of those, any of those advice, like the young comic on a, on a path. Yeah, just, what does grandpa, uh, what does grandpa Martin Jones oh, tell gee, him? I'm not a grandpa, but yeah. You don't have kids? Uh, I don't know. Do you dig when a comedian has kids and then does a show about them? No. Not? No. Do an impersonation of a comedian doing his set about kids. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I switch off. Do you? Yeah, I don't. I, I want to tell them that. I don't, I don't. I don't. I started writing something, and I'm like, hang on a minute. Don't, don't You're alienating eighty percent. Eight at least. Yeah. And and uh, the the other twenty percent who have had kids want to forget about it as soon <laughs> yeah, as possible. Don't, don't remind me of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, I, I tried like to tell that to Warren when he was doing some stuff. I'm like, watch this crowd. You're in Benoni. Yes, I saw that him place go, called the where was it G spot? No, it was called Soul Shack. Soul Shack. I'm doing that in November. I got arrested after the Soul Shack. I went to jail. Mm. Mm. Oh yes, you I don't have a, I don't have five minutes of comedy out of it. You know when something happens, you think I can get five minutes out of this. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. It's just fear, fear, and anger, and yeah, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And not much to drink. Imagine. The Hell's Angels were there, and they said, "Yeah, you must have the tequila." Mm. So I'm like, what do you do? Mm. Say no to the Hell's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and f- and future things you still comedy is your thing. You haven't diversified or made a no. property portfolio like some guys. No, no. Um, I might I might go into uh, auctioneering a bit more. Did you ever do that? Yeah, I've done it quite a few times. See, that's people don't realize that's it's a hypnotic art. Mm, it is. And the entertainment wise is when you, have you watched the, that, that stupid show on, on, on Discovery? Not stupid, but it's, it's a made up reality show where they have those, those warehouses. Oh, yes. So yes, the storerooms yes. have been left. That's right. These storerooms have been abandoned. The battles. Yes. Yeah. The one in, in different countries, the one in Canada, Australian one, and one in America, and one in, in the UK. But the, is, that guy's good because he gives people nicknames. Yes. So yes. as soon as he sees a guy dressed in a guy, Robert as well. De Niro, because then you yeah. remember who they are. Yeah, okay. I do that as well. And if you, then you appeal you to, to their vanity as well, especially if the impression is popped up, you know, yeah. good. And they know that people have said, Hey, you look like Tom Selleck, mm. uh, because you've got a big mustache, you know, <laughs> and you're wearing or, very tight denim shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they, they feel good about it. So, and then they spend more, they spend more money. Because okay, that's a, that's a, a 10% jewel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a 10%. You get, you get percent, I've, uh, I've actually only worked uh, for that. Like the, the deal yeah. was in the past. Unless you, you curating t- and finding the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but, but that's cool. You might, you sell a hundred grand. There's 10 grand in a few for an afternoon's yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Pay as well. Pay as well. See, comedians, there's other stuff. You don't have to have a TV show. Yeah. Or like, uh, someone says the other day, I want a corporate. Can mm. you get me one? Mm. So I said, how do I get them? So I go to KPMG, mm. who need 
some comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately. They need, they wear, you know when they have, the, they call them end of year functions. Yeah. Because remember in, in, in the days it was called the Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a Christmas party. Yeah, but you can't call it that because they're Muslims. Okay, we're going to have a, a, a festive party. No, yeah. You can't call it that because <laughs> of the Jews. Yeah. Okay, fuck this party. We <laughs> have a bride in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever performed in a parking lot? I have at the very first time I ever did. Have you? Yes, I have. Mine was a guy who went upstairs because I worked at an ad agency. Oh. And they had moved agencies. So from the one side of the road, Chapini Street and Cape Town to the other side of the road. Okay. And there was a massive thing in the head. They took the parking lot and they put down a, a, like some tinsel and they hung some shit on the walls and they had a welcome to the new premises party. Okay. And he came downstairs and says, you want to be a comedian, eh? Yeah. Can you come, come and do like 10 minutes at the, at the opening of the new agency? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Green, like you, you, you young, I'm old as a guy, but I was young as a comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, no, people had their backs to me. Cause in oh, the parking yeah. lot, there's no stage. You just got a echoing mic. Yeah. And yeah. you're trying to tell them concepts of how funny it is on the escalator when it doesn't work. Yeah. And how people don't move over yeah. and they're just going, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not doable. I don't know what changed in the comedy where those things were concepts were good, mm. but how do you make them funny? What's the, what's that switch? Mm. And you can see it happening in young comedians. They've got this material. Mm. And they just don't have the tada. Mm. To yeah, yeah. It. Where was your parking lot? Uh, it was uh, in uh, the parking lot outside Sal C on Ravonia <laughs> Road. <laughs> so with, the, with the cars going, the cars going past. The cars going, <laughs> and at one point, uh, probably the highlight of my show. Well, of did dur- you die d- during my show? Of course, I died. <laughs> and the people were standing like thirty meters away from me, all around the parking lot. Yeah. So you're in the middle, like like almost like a, the lone shooter on the, on the grassy knoll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but a Ferrari did go by on the, on Ravonia Road, which kind of and you even stopped. Yeah. And mentioned it. <laughs> See those those old those those old gigs are important because it gave you a little bit of a thicker skin. Oh yeah, no, that's very important. And a story to tell on a podcast on yeah. a fucking Ferrari. Yeah. So we, we, the impersonations, who do you when you when you do them now? Mm. A lot of people might not know who picked Puerto or them. Do you update them <clears> to <throat> find out the new guys? Uh, look, I, I, I sometimes if it's an older crowd, I do FW. But my impressions now, I do Zuma. Uh, if it's a slightly older crowd, I'd, I'll still go back to Mbeki. Um, okay. But Mbeki, Mbeki, I've noticed with your one, mm. it's it's Nelson Mandela slower. No, uh, no, it's Zuma. It's Zuma slower. Yeah. Like Zuma would be, <laughs> we announce that our member Shabfigas stood at 769. 800 and 700. Listen properly. Okay, that's Zuma. Becky is. <laughs> Wait, can we have a, we have an applause machine? We just play some music. Like people who listen to that would actually have thought that we just played a clip. Uh, because I, you not only got the, the figure exactly right. I actually. Well, the wrong, but you got what he said right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually did uh, a voiceover for Nigerian TV uh, recently. Uh, it's this guy, Bovi. Uh, he's a famous comedian in Nigeria and he's, it's an, it's an airtime, uh, uh, cell phone okay. thing. Uh, it's for, uh, Glow, Glow Nigeria. Glow cell. And people, and then he, he starts the ad by saying, people ask me how I get to practice my okay. accent. So they know him. And they know him very well in, 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 uh, Nigeria. So he phones, he phones Donald Trump and okay. they got a guy that does Donald okay, Trump. Cool. And then he phones Jay Z. And all I did was, eh, 
he says, oh, what up, Jay-Z? I'm like, eh, I answer the phone. <laughs> I'm just looking at buying another house. <laughs> they get so expensive. <laughs> and then just laughed, you know. <laughs> that was it. That was it. 15 grand, 20 Because you mentioned that. <laughs> you mentioned that Sonovision down the road. So yeah, obviously you that, do that's voice That's why I did it. That's why I did it. They've, voice bank. They've moved, by, by the way. Probably. I'm not on voice bank, no. No. That was, you should be though. Yeah, I know. I, that's something because I, I think what, what, what's nice is that you, you have the ear. Mm-hmm. So you can actually listen to the, cause most impersonations are always on a, on a rhythm. Yes. People don't really, yeah. you don't sound like him at all. But what mm. you've done is you've appealed to the frequency in the ear. So that's <clears> how Donald Trump speaks. Yeah. And that's kind of what you pick up on. Yeah. I, I, I still do Donald Trump. Uh, I haven't got right. Well, you haven't got much time because he's going to be assassinated. <laughs> he's fucking up so badly, but yeah. not even on a, on a, on his level. It's almost gone to another level of what can I do today? Yeah. Just offend everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, so no hang. So we were doing, um, Jay Z, which is that and seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tom Tom Becky, who's gonna make a comeback? Is he? You reckon? No. Yeah. Uh, well, I do. I, I'm sure you've seen me do it on stage uh, when I do Becky the hypnotist. <laughs> He's like more, and you, it's, it helps if you if make you, the face, make the face. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Welcome to the wonderful world. There's a Obvious. book on the shelf called The Tabo and Becky I Know. <laughs> Don't you want to get it and read something out of it? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, the, in the Cliff Studios, they have a, a library. So there is a book there, The Tabo and Becky I Know. So there's the face on the cover. So will you just read a foreword for us? I must tell you, I, was, I did a gig on the blue train. Those are hard ago. because no one can hear you. Yeah. But I ended up in the cigar lounge when they were, um, when they were doing uh, the, the conference, in the conference oh. cart. And it was just me and the manager of, of the, of the train. And, uh, I sat down and I asked him, you know, which famous people have been on the train? And he said, like, you know, Richard Branson and whatever. And he says, and there were you sitting, Tobum Becky, down the bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, was, uh... <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, uh, a lacking quality of politician, being <laughs> yeah. able to actually hold your own. And I bet you he stood up and said, gentlemen, I've had a great evening. I'm going to my bed now. Yeah. But he clapped it. Yeah, he, did, he clapped it. <laughs> and also the other thing in comedy, you get to say things in a sentence like, when I, when I was on the blue train. Because yeah. without comedy, I doubt oh, whether yeah. any of us would ever go on the blue train. Absolutely not. Golf days when we end up, do, did you play, do you play golf? I play, but I've never actually played uh, during a golf day. And places I, overseas? Did. Uh, yeah, UK. Uh, Did you do jonglers and, and the comedy store? Didn't and do jong- like jonglers, but jonglers. We, we uh, uh, I did it up the creek. Now, apparently, that's quite a difficult club because it's well very, known for quality hecklers. Very, very, very difficult. But I did well. And the second time I went, uh, I took Ronnie Modimola with me. You quite you good friends with him? Like you yeah, very good him to be mates. Eh? Yeah, and he actually got an encore. They were they were literally going, you know, book him, book him. You know, that was Ronnie. Yeah. See, we don't know, man. We've got these guys sitting here and because we kind of, it's a gig and you're there, you just get it over with and you leave. You don't see the, the gem like that we've got. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like the Trevor Noah thing. When he went there, you said, but guys, there's another eight just like him, yeah. as good. Absolutely. So you're actually going to read out of the Talbambeki book. Are there speeches I'm, in there? I'm, I'm looking for a speech, but I can't find it. <laughs> here he is with George Bush. <laughs> but then you must say, what is, say what he's thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> With George Bush. I'm, I'm standing here. I'm standing here next to this white, oh, quite too idiot. 
Uzi with TKZ. Okay, so then, so those are those are. Here is with Zuma. Wow. It was nice. Is I think you you just found the book that you should be reading. Yeah. Hey, here he is playing golf. That's a. He's not standing up straight. So he's got to actually straighten his back a bit. Work on it. Yeah. But so, and then who else we got? Who can you do? As someone, I was at a, at a soccer match and Stuart Baxter was there. Mm-hmm. And something just made me talk like him. Oh, yeah? But he sounds like one of the Beatles. Have you ever heard Stuart Baxter after no. a game? He sounds no. like Paul McCartney. No. Or, or not one of the cool Beatles, one of the ones they never interviewed, like Ringo. Ringo, yeah. So they say, um, we're here with the Bafana, Caps, uh, Bafana coach who um, just lost like 7 0 to Burkina Faso or fucking Cape Verde or something. And then he goes, eh, um, I can't get it now. So he blocked those. Could have blocked those. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see, football, yeah. football is like this. The team that scores the most goals wins. <laughs> and unfortunately, today, we didn't score more goals than them. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what he said. But that's what, that's what fucking sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So I can do a Stuart if, Baxter. If you do that uh, in a slightly higher voice, who we got? Then, then you've got, uh, then you've got, uh, Beckham. No, that's right. <laughs> you see, go. football is <laughs> there it we about really who scores the most goals. It <laughs> yeah. also sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Well, that's David Becker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me, who else you got? Have you ever done like a Richard Branson? If, if you were invited um, to a thing and they said, we just want you to do 10 minutes of impressions, would you be able to do a 10-minute set? Uh, yeah, but that'll have to include Afrikaans, guys. Okay. But then um, you got your uh, you got a Swana... A soccer match, which people love. Yeah. Is yeah. that, is it a football That's match a at F and B? No, no. But the way, if people, it's cause I'm not Vanak. The people in the audience that do, they fucking love it because they, they transport it right back there to the, yeah, F&B, to but, the. But it, no, it's a real story. Okay. It really happened. I did meet Lucas Hardebe. Oh, you, I, you, I, you spoke I, to him. I Sarah. did say that to him and he, he responded the, the way he did. Yeah. Exactly like so, that. So, the, tell the, how the joke goes. You, oh well, you, I've, I, well, the, full swine team. Well, this this is how I do it. Uh, no, not uh, at every gig, but the, this is the truth, the true version. I met him at a party in <laughs> Rosebank. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true part. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and I said I went up to him. I was starstruck, you know. Oh. I went up to him. I said, Are you a football fan? I uh, no, no. But it's just lucky no, to know that South African made it. There's no. Lucas. He was. It was a hero. Radebe. Radebe. And he was on playing Premier League football. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, as I went up to him, I said, Lucas, man, my Royce King. Since the days of teenage blood, I'm He said, uh, sorry, could you repeat that, please? <laughs> played for Leeds United for the last four years. <laughs> but what's nice is that you yeah. got the guts to actually go there yeah. and hit him with some some, yeah, some shitty yeah. comedy that no, you've been doing. He enjoyed it, and <laughs> and uh, I remember David Cow actually met him after that and said that I was doing the job. Oh, the only thing I added was um, uh, played for Lose United, yes. but he did say, "I'm sorry, could you repeat Pretty that?" Dead. He did. Just think that. about it, you know, as a, as a next language to the ear, it was new to him because he had been there for four years. Yeah, yeah. And I do class Premier League better than Bafana for yeah. some reason. Mm. It's better to play for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for some reason. And then, have you noticed there's a lack of characters? Like, yeah. who's sticking out now? If you do juju, mm. there's not enough because all you really do is you're shouting. Mm-hmm. And then people go, oh, that's just juju. But if you said something, because with impersonations, it's not the impersonation. It's the comedy that you've written. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a clip of a guy who does 20 
well, he does 70 voices, mm. but his stuff is good. Mm. So he's not just doing the voice of, of James Bond. He's going, he's saying oh. things and the whole story actually flows into each other. Oh, okay. So each, each, each impersonation. Is that, is that Caliendo? I don't know who it is, but people send you those links and they say, listen to this guy who does impersonations and they say, you must do mm. it. I think comedy hasn't moved on, but if you can do a great impersonation, that's cool. Mm. But it, it doesn't rely on it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone like, um, who was running the comedy warehouse in those days? It was Joe Parker and his, his partner, Derek Gordon. Yes. And Derek Gordon did incredible accent, Spanish, whatever. Yes. And unfortunately, the times have moved on where, you can't do a black scent. Yes. At, in the joke. Scent, I call yeah. it a black scent joke. I think Nina Hasty said black scent one day. Okay. And I realized that what you're saying is, is, is that it's, it's doing a black accent of a guy in the joke. Mm. So you can't do that. And yet, I suppose if you're a black guy, you could. Yeah, you could. But it was, it was interesting to see that that part of your repertoire would have to be cut off. Mm. You mm. can't do that anymore. Mm. It's mm. over. Yeah, when I did that for Comedy Central, uh, uh, it was Hagen Engler, who I'm actually yes. quite uh, respect. Uh, writer. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he criticized me for doing oh. it. He said uh, time's uh, the, time's the, done. the vernac was like meh, you know, uh-huh. and uh, the, he doesn't think a white guy should be doing that on stage. Well, anymore. he's written a book of how to marry a black girl. Oh, has he? That's his book. So you can the tell him, one, I read your book. The first meh. one. <laughs> yeah. Meh. The thing is, uh, I find yours isn't um, patronizing. Yeah. And it's not, and it's also, it's an art, it's an, the art of getting an audience going, hang on a minute, these guys are going to enjoy this because I've got a majority black audience. Of the white people that are here, they must just follow along because I heard Banana Kick, I heard Disky. Yeah, yeah. And then also with your other joke, when you said, when the guy was talking to you on the TV, and then you took a dragon. Oh, went, yeah, that's hey, so true. Hey, I understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Because what was he Because the, the audience understands what he's saying. Yeah, he's talking about uh, 911. Osama bin Laden, the network Al-Qaeda, Basansa Bapalo, the coalition force, the America, the Britain, Afghanistan. I think as a white guy to know any African language is, is I think Hagen was, was, was carrying what I find that a lot of audience carry on the shoulders what people think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to mention it because I feel very bad for you. You made a joke about the guy in the wheelchair and he can't really speak. So I'll mm. speak on behalf of him. Oh, yeah. So people often get offended on behalf of. Yeah. They don't want to be, they don't want to be in that audience. Like I'm not, I don't want to see Martin Jones talking vernac. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, it's not cool. Yeah, yeah. So he apologizes on behalf of whoever thinks is offended. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think yours is patronizing in, in a black scent way where you, if you use a no, black scent and the guy in the joke is the fall guy, or he's mm. done something stupid. Mm. That's when it becomes yes, fully yes, racist. Because yes. that guy's done a stupid thing. Yeah. Like how many wheels? And the guy goes, eh, I don't know. Then he's, then that's the dumb person in the joke. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a, a, a smart line and you say the thing and it actually helps the line. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's done the thing. Mm. And I did that in, in a, in a, in an Afrikaans voice. Mm. And I just thought like, why, yeah, why is that applies. offensive? Yeah. Same applies. Yeah. The cop came and spoke to me was a black cop. Mm. And he, and he, and he spoke like Afrikaner mm. for long in the joke. And people, and then I said, and this is a black cop. Yeah. So it was funny for them to swap it around and go, mm. oh, I yeah. see what you did there. Mm. But it, it, those older comedians, Joe, Joe can't do about, say, 30% of his old jokes. Yeah. Done. A lot, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what does he do? Well, he's written some new stuff. <laughs> and he owns a comedy club. Yeah, Fuck you. That helps. <laughs> Okay, so Martin Jones is auctioneer. Yeah. No, we're not done yet. Fuck. We're not done. We, we, Turning we, up the music. No, you know this what happens next door. This is the longest I've ever spoken in a studio. Is it? Yeah. 
But what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, overseas, are you planning on going again? Would you take a, a bunch of guys? Are you, do you ever produce? No, not really. I, I used to, before, uh, Trevor Noah did it, I used to run the blues room. Uh, I think you were still in Cape Town in those days. Um, uh, when George Worthmore was still running yes. the blues room. The blues room is in, in the, it's in Santon down the bottom yeah, of the, yeah. the village walk. Okay. I actually used so to. That was a it. mixed room, eh? That was a yeah. proper, you get in there and there'd be a table of 10 people at a conference from Zambia. Yeah. Next to them, there's Americans, Indians, Russians, yeah. and they've come down and they've heard this comedy. Yes. So yes. you really had to work hard on that. Yeah. The only problem when I went there three or four times, I'll make excuses for why I died. <laughs> yeah. It was a birthday party and I hadn't been there the whole night. I arrived late. So I went and said, when I came on, as the final act, I said, so you guys, what is this, a birthday party? And the one goes to me and says, can everyone just stop asking us what we're doing here? Okay. Yeah. It's, we, we got together and he stood up and he said, come, let's go. So I had just walked on stage and said, hey, what are you guys doing here? Like a yeah. nice com- comedic in. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys do? Oh, it's a hen party. It's a birthday. It's a divorce party. Whatever it is. Yeah. Then you, then you make a joke about it. Yeah. yeah. And he was sick of everyone asking what they were doing there. Yeah. But they've got balloons. With no numbers on, so it's not a birthday. Yeah. They've got stuff on the table with no reference to any kind of celebration. Mm. And he got cross and he said, come, let's go. And the whole 40 people got up and left. But they took so long to leave. Yeah. And I was just standing there. And yeah. Now I've got this empty line of nothingness. <laughs> and the comedians on the side are, are doing the slow clap. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> this hotshot comedian from Cape Town is headlining the blues yeah, room. Yeah. yeah, and they walk in out. My my uh, blues room story. Uh, well, a few, but uh, my favorite. I did four gigs in one night. Uh, New Year's. So you traveling around? Eh? New Year's Eve, but that was all Joburg, just chasing from okay. one. I actually, got a fine because I went through a red light <laughs> trying to get uh, to the next gig. But my last gig was at uh, the blues room after twelve. So I got there and George Worthmore counted down. He did the whole <laughs> ten nine. Happy New Year! Here's your comedian. People are going fucking Here's mad. Your <laughs> but I still did it. There's some. Still I'm glad did you did it. That that that's a proper no for me. Guys have said, and what we're going to do is you're going to do the countdown, and then we'll have champagne and everything. And, and I thought it'd be great on. if you come and do comedy because you'll just add to the evening. I said, <laughs> yeah. do you really think comedy is rock and roll like wow. that? Wow, no, no, no. You know, you're talking about concepts and you're doing accents. You're like, yeah. I want to say thank you. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Happy That's my impersonation of, here's Richard Branson. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, would you say, do you, would you say no, no to a new Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn a lot of those down these days. If I know it's going to hurt me, then, uh, and I'm not desperate for the money. No. No, I've been uh, desperate for the money and still said no. The guy yeah. said, come on, we got, we got, a, we got a budget, we got a blow. I said, well, get dancers or get a magician. Yeah. But you're not going to have a comedian on your show. It won't work. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, uh, I mean, I've done gigs at a fire at, in, in the Pilansburg. And what this are was, those? This was for, for a big company. It was uh, for uh, yeah. um, M, what, uh, motor, motoring company, man, GM or whatever. What, I don't know. I'm not into and when you cars, say, what's a fire? A f- just a fire. There yeah, was I've no done sound. Those. There yeah. was no electricity. You stand and come. Oh, we, thought you'd, we thought you'd really enjoy it if you yeah. come down to the Boma. The Boma, that's it. Yeah. it and I looked Boma, at the chair and said, no, are you no kidding me? And you know that I carry my sound system in my bucket with me. Mm. I won't say that now because it's not insured. Yeah. But I've got a speaker <laughs> with an amp and I've got a mic and a cable. Yeah. And I said to her, cool, I'll do it. Because I knew I had that stuff. Okay. Without that, yeah. you've got 20 people sitting around a fire. Yes, yes. You know that a fire crackling is very loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was a bonfire. And then to top it, there were the Zulu dancers before I went on. To also around the fire to hype them up and it's applause and wonderful. Hogan, Hogan said, um, 
You shouldn't have mentioned the Zulu dancers. It's a bit <laughs> you just called me out. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <coughs> Maybe you should they, have just said dancers. They shouldn't have sent them out the last <laughs> game against New Zealand, which is kind of weird because they're kind of well does, built, eh? Why does South Africa need the Zulu dancers to go and intimidate those, the, the yeah. New Zealanders with the haka? And they do. They're just scary <laughs> on their own. <laughs> yeah. But I think that the guy that played uh, that did the the praise singing Zulu dance mm. is so well built. Oh yeah, but yeah, he yeah. should play. But he should be allowed to play with the spear. Yeah. <laughs> so that he could spear a guy. Yeah. And he's going to get a red card. Yeah. But yeah. fuck that. They're a man down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's a strong dude. Yeah. He's good. All right. So now yeah. we, we, we don't, we don't finish this thing because I want you to come back. Oh. So okay. you have to say goodbye in a kind of like a, anyway. Hey, okay. that's propeller heads you're playing. Oh, yeah. I've got a fucked up list here of shit. How do you remember the propeller head? It was one of my favorites. You know what I dug it with, was this during a, during a phase when you raved? Yeah. This was 90, 97, 98. Yeah. yeah. This is no from the album Dex and Drums and Dex Rock and, and Roll. Dex and Drums and Rock and Roll. Shirley Bassey sings a version. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah. I yes. love it. Yeah, what is it about? Something yeah. evolving. It's on there. Have you got, Beautiful. would you go into music production? Cause you've got the, yeah, you've I've, got stuff. I've tried to start a band several times. But to get But you've been hanging around with the wrong fucking people. People. I bet you all yeah. your stoners were like, We'll see you on Tuesday. Oh. And one guy was like, This Tuesday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you like nightclubs that say we have comedy every exactly. last Wednesday of the month. Yeah. And you look at me and you know what? I don't work for a salary to slip. Yeah. You if you work for a salary, you know the last Wednesday of the month. Yeah. It's payday. As a comedian, I don't know if this Wednesday coming yeah. is the last Wednesday of the month or if it's the first Wednesday yeah, of the month. Myself. I actually don't know. Yeah. And then go, No, we do it every last Wednesday of the month. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So do what is your rave thing that you did when you you did a, you do a rave? Um, yeah, talk? well, <laughs> yeah, like well, that, that was that was ages ago. I've written other stuff, uh, which uh, I'd worked on with Umpy Omo uh, from from the band Boo, oh. yeah, and that's that's somewhere gathering ether, dust, is it? Yeah, uh, you got to get those things out, man. No, well, and I do raves haven't stopped in, essentially as what they are. There's mm. more advanced music. There's more advanced drugs. So yeah. they're still like Opi Copi was this weekend. Yeah. Um, Rocking the Daisies was this weekend in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Art Club was this last weekend. We had a thing in Clarence, the Clarence Comedy Festival. Mm. So there was so much stuff happening, material gathering, things to do. So there's got to be a, a joke in there that involves that sort of maybe that Buddha orchestra music. Yeah, yeah. And and then pumping it up with a bit of a beat. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there is there, there is a song. We'll finish with this. Okay. Martin Jonas, will you come back? Yes, of course. <laughs> Oh, this has been fun. I just need to find um, co- comedians that you dig overseas. Who's, who's, who? Do you listen to comics? Uh, not as much as I used to. Uh, I still enjoy Eddie Izzard. I mean, all the, the all the classics. Uh, uh, you know, the, the guys that have been around for ages. I enjoy. Um, I like uh, for some reason. Uh, I'm enjoying some Americans more than I used okay. to. Uh, but specific comedians, no, not really. I also I don't listen to comedy because it creeps into your set. Eh? Mm. You can't. If I look at a comedy, especially if he's born in the same year as me. Yes. yes um, there's yes. a guy called C K T K L K J K. I don't know his name. Oh, uh, Louis C K. <laughs> Louis C K. Yeah. He was born in '69. The stories he tells of growing up in New York. Yeah. You yeah. can just substitute that for Springs. Yes. yes but yes. the same uncles, the same cousins, the mm. same shit, and I'm like. Fuck, that's my stuff. Mm. But it's not my stuff. We just happen to be born in the same rock. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this is a, this is 
uh, goodbye, Martin Jonas. Oh, are you, are you English, you. Irish, Scottish, Welsh, Jonas? Uh, German. German. Mm. Herr Martin. Yeah, the first time I landed in Europe, it was Geneva. It was the first time someone called me Herr Jonas. Really? Yeah. In the Geneva. So it's also nice to have a German and a half a Jew locked in a small room. <laughs> okay. I'm also half French, by the way. That's what, and, that's uh, what brings and, out that loving And, and a third tenderness. Ang- Angolan. You've said your dad, so why don't you go to Angola because you're also Angolan. Your grandfather, hey? Your great-great-grandfather apparently great, great grandfather uh, married an Angolan slave. Okay, and lived here. Yeah. Where was he? And he was German. German. Yeah. Germans like the chocolates. Oh, they do. Listen, we got to go. <laughs> okay. My name is Dave Lemson. This has been the Just Now Comedy Podcast. Um, enjoy Friday the 13th. Stay calm, man, and, and stay away from the storms if you enjoy it. Here's some uh, mixture music for you. This is cliffcentral.com.